You're listening to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast, where ambitious people master the art of returning to their roots. Have you found yourself disenchanted with society or wishing you could opt out of the rat race? Perhaps you're craving a life that's meaningful and tangible, a life where you can create and produce instead of merely consume. I'm Jill Winger, best-selling author and longtime homesteader. Over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of families create more connection, grow amazing organic food, and find the ultimate fulfillment through an old-fashioned lifestyle. And I can do the same for you. Now, on to our episode. Hey there, friends. Welcome back. We are kicking off a brand new, fresh season here on the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast. It's been a couple weeks since we've chatted, but I've been working furiously over the break to put together all the content for this season, and I'm really excited. It's going to be good. So you may have seen me announce it elsewhere, but in case you missed it, our theme for this season is, drumroll please, the year of the victory gardens. That's what I'm calling it. And I just feel like gardening's always relevant. It's been around for a long time, but this year especially is a fantastic year to start a garden. And as I was thinking of the topics and the themes I wanted to cover over these next episodes together, you know, the the term victory garden kept coming to mind specifically. So I know a lot of you know what it is, but in case you're not familiar with it, a victory garden was actually a very specific effort that was put forth by the U.S. government during World War II. And the goal was, is they thought, you know, if we can get more people in the United States to grow their own food, it will free up some of the food supplies for the troops because there was a concern over a potential food shortage. And it worked really, really well. I'm sure you've seen the posters, you know, the old vintage ones, like, grow a victory garden, help our troops. And uh, it was a huge success. There ended up being over 2 million Victory Gardens by the time it was all said and done. And they provided over 40% of the vegetables grown in in the U.S. during the war. So as I was researching those stats this past week, I just was like, wow, like we could do this again. Not that we're in the same situation as World War II, obviously, but it's so simple to put a seed in the ground and to grow some food. You know, sometimes it's not always easy, but it It doesn't have to be complicated. And so that is my motivation. We are going to start Victory Gardens of our own. Maybe you already have a garden. And if you do, I think you're still going to get some really good stuff out of the season. I have special guests coming on. We're going to dive into strategies and time saving and things like that. But 2021 is, I think, or it should be, the year of the Victory Gardens. And I'm really excited. So here we go. Okay, so... This episode, I just wanted to share a little bit of encouragement for those of you who are maybe feeling reluctant to start a garden, you're not sure if you should take the plunge, or maybe you've had gardens in the past and you're struggling with motivation. I know I have been there, absolutely. Uh, You're wondering if it's worth it to try it again. Maybe you had a really bad year last year. We all do. I'm raising my hand right now. I just want to give you a little bit of extra oomph as we move into this next season. So why now? Why is now a good time to start a garden, even though we have these computers in our pocket and tons of artificial intelligence and all the 
prepackaged processed food at our fingertips. Why now? Well, I think the most obvious answer to that question, and I will not belabor this point because there's enough of that happening elsewhere at the moment, but the world's crazy right now, my friends. It's It feels crazy. And I don't even know. I mean, I always record these episodes a little early. I don't even know what will have transpired by the time this goes live. I can't even begin to fathom because the world is moving so quickly and the news is just like, it's hard to keep up. Um, but you know, everyone was hoping that things would slow down after 2020 wrapped up and I don't really foresee that happening. So I am not into fear. I don't do fear. I don't subscribe to the fear that is fed to us um, on the media and elsewhere these days, but I don't know. I still, in my gut, I just feel the call to, hey, you know, be prepared, have some things ready, at least know where your food's coming from, have some backup plans. And so I don't do that out of a fearful spirit like at all, but I always like to look ahead and think of, you know, what could I do to help us be better prepared for whatever life may throw at us, big or small. And I've kind of always been like that. So um, I never would have thought that food shortages would be even in our vocabulary in 2020 and beyond. But obviously we were shown like last year that this is actually a thing that we still may have to worry about in this modern era. And I had multiple occasions last spring, you know, going to the grocery store, you needed a certain item and those shelves were wiped clean. And it wasn't a matter of life or death or, you know, we weren't going to starve or anything, but I just like really don't love that feeling. And I like to know that I have options at home or options available locally or in my community to be prepared against that sort of shortage. So like I said, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going to happen this year. And I'm not giving into that spirit of fear and panic, but I'm a homesteader and homesteaders, we think ahead. And so a gardening is a fantastic way for us to just take back a little bit of control and have a role in where our food supply is coming from. And, you know, one thing that I think about a lot, kind of everything else aside, people have been gardening forever. This is a very common human activity. And it really can feel foreign to us in this day and age because we're so used to going to the store and having other people grow our food and other people produce it. But if we think back to how humans have existed since the beginning of time, it's really kind of a luxury for us to never have to think about where our food comes from or to never have to touch it before we're putting it on our plate. Have you ever thought about that? It's kind of interesting. You know, um, a lot of folks feel like it's a major inconvenience to have to prepare their food or figure out, you know, well, if the grocery store doesn't have this, where am I going to get it? But, you know, that's really a pretty common human occurrence is that you have that active role in our where our food's coming from. So I don't know. That's just a side note. But it's interesting how quickly our perceptions have changed that, oh, it's such a drag. I have to prepare it. And whereas before that was the only option. So why did people stop gardening? Because back in the day, you know, everybody had something in their backyard. They were growing something somewhere. Um, and some of these reasons may be things that you've thought of as you've been debating, is this my year for gardening? Is this not? Obviously, gardening takes work and it takes effort and it will make you sweaty and it will make you dirty 
and there's parts of gardening that are uncomfortable and monotonous. And I've been thinking a lot about this sort of thing lately. And this idea that some hard things are worth doing. Hey friend, I'm interrupting this episode for just a sec to give you a very important reminder. If you have not yet purchased seeds for this year, I would recommend doing that ASAP. We are seeing some pretty crazy seed shortages right now, partially because a lot of people are gardening who didn't in the past, and partially because of some weird COVID stuff. And there's a lot of varieties that are selling out. So now is the time. I get a lot of people asking about my favorite place to order seeds, and one of my absolute favorite companies in the whole wide world is True Leaf Market. They're basically like a giant virtual seed rack. They have tons of heirloom and organic varieties, all the vegetables, herbs, cover crops, flowers, and even microgreens. Plus, their seeds have a great germination rate and they ship super fast. Head on over to theprairiehomestead.com slash seeds to do some shopping. And just for my listeners, use code SPRING2021 when you check out to save $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Now, back to our episode. Let me say that again. Some hard things are worth doing. And there's some hard things that I'm really thankful that I have alternatives for, right? Like, I'm glad I don't have to walk to town. I love having a car (laughs) so I can drive to town. There's nothing wrong with convenience or shortcuts. But I think that sometimes in our modern culture, we've gotten so fascinated and romanced by the idea of convenience and ease and convenience and ease. And it has to be fast and quick and easy. And it should require minimal effort from me always that we miss out on some of the hard things that actually give us a lot of other benefit. My sister and I were talking the other day and just throwing around this idea of, you know, what, what are we saving time for? Does that make sense? You know, we're always, as modern people, we're just obsessed with, oh, we can't do this task. It takes too long. Or I don't want to have chickens because then I have to take care of them in, in order to get my eggs. And it's easier to go to the store and buy eggs. And we're, we're constantly trying to save time and make things more convenient. And I am totally not saying that convenience is wrong. Absolutely not. But sometimes I wonder, what are we saving time for? Is it so I can, you know, sit on my phone and scroll more? (laughs) Is it just so I can watch more Netflix? I watch Netflix sometimes. I'm not saying it's bad. But all that to say, maybe I'm just rambling here. I believe there are absolutely efforts that take a little more from us, blood, sweat, and tears, that are absolutely worth it in the long haul. And I believe gardening is one of those things. Yes, you can buy food at the store or the farmer's market. And I still do that with certain items. But this act of growing the garden gives us more in return than just the food. And it's also good for us in other physical ways. Like one of the my favorite studies, and I'm going to drop a link to this in the show notes, talks about the bacteria in soil that actually acts as an antidepressant. (laughs) It's called, I'm going to probably say this completely wrong, MVACE, V-A-C-C-A-E. I have no idea if I'm saying it right. But 
you can get a dose of that just when you are walking out in nature or you're digging around in the garden and it can help boost your brain function and make you feel happier. Um, let me read this as a quote from Discover Magazine. It says, Graham Rook, an immuno immunologist at University College London and a co-author of the paper, adds that depression itself may be in part an inflammatory disorder. By triggering the production of immune cells that curb the inflammatory reaction typical of allergies, Imvase, that's the bacteria, may ease that inflammation and hence depression. Some, uh, sorry, therapy with Imvase or with drugs based on the bacterium's molecular components might someday be used to treat depression. So pretty cool. Um, and even more reason, I think, to let my kids eat vegetables when they're not washed out of the garden because that happens a lot, right? Um, what else will you get from your garden? You will get a productive form of exercise, which is my favorite type of exercise. You know, not just walking on a treadmill like a lab rat. And I'm saying that, and I do walk on a treadmill like a lab rat, absolutely. I'm not judging treadmill walkers. Um, but I love exercise where I am doing double duty. You know what I mean? Like where I can be digging up the soil in my garden and getting things ready and also getting a good sweat and working out for the day. And I can cross off two things at once. And there's a whole lot of this growing your own food thing that will allow you to do that sort of dynamic. So I love it for that. The vitamin D you get when you're out in the sun. Uh, we all know, especially this year, how important vitamin D is for our immune function. So that's a big one. And the other thing that is sometimes a lesser highlighted benefit of doing things like homesteading and gardening is just that pride in ownership and confidence. You know, I know a lot of people struggle with confidence and I struggled with it for years. And when my confidence started to grow, and I think it's a process for all of us, I don't think we've ever really arrived necessarily, but my confidence started to grow when I started to do hard things and keep commitments to myself. And as I started to be able to be true to myself and do what I said I was going to do and accomplish those things that seemed difficult at first glance, that's when I started to feel just like happy in my own skin and confident in myself. And gardening, believe it or not, I think falls in that category. You know, you're, you're putting out this intention. I'm going to grow the food. It's not the easy route. Most of society would say, why would you bother with that? There's easier ways to get a vegetable, but you're choosing that path anyway. And you're sticking with it because gardening requires discipline. You got to show up every day and water and weed and tend to it. But the payoff is big in terms of the food you're going to get, but also just in that confidence and being able to hold your head high because you know you stuck with it. And that's, that's a big one for me with a lot of the things we do in homesteading is that stick to and those positive feelings they produce in the long run. So I don't know. I usually refrain from blanket statements, but I'm going to say it. I think everybody should have a garden. And of course, I'm sure someone, you know, whenever you say a statement like that, everybody likes to talk about the exceptions. So if there's someone who's bedridden or there's someone who's super elderly or can't get out of their house, then maybe we should consider 
gardening for them. Because the beautiful thing about gardens is that they are abundant. Nature can be wonderfully abundant. And it's really easy to grow more than you need. I think, in fact, that's kind of a hallmark of the garden is too much zucchini, too many potatoes, too many green beans, and too many is subjective, right? Um, but I, I don't see a reason why every human couldn't grow something, even if it's in a pot, in a windowsill, not only just for their culinary purposes, but just for their mental health as well. So it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be complicated. And it is a beautiful, transformative thing. So you guys probably already have plenty of your own reasons for starting a garden this year. That's why you're listening to the season. You're excited for the season. But I am pumped to take you through each step of the process. So here's what I need from you. Um, Our very first episode is going to be, or not our first episode, this is our first episode of the season, our upcoming episode where we really started to get into the meat is going to be picking a garden spot and figuring out that location because that's a really important part of this process. So we're going to dive deep into that. I would love to hear from you. What questions do you have around gardening? Specifically for this upcoming episode, what do you have this kind of bugging you or you're feeling stuck with in terms of garden location and logistics? So shoot those over to me. You can send them on Instagram or a Facebook message. I'd love to hear and be able to weave those into upcoming episodes. And in the meantime, if you'd like, we have put together a PDF with my best homestead layout ideas. So if you're trying to lay out a piece of land, where do I put the chickens? Where do I put the garden and all that stuff? This will give you some really good food for thought. It's free. You can grab it over at theprairiehomestead.com slash layout and go check that out in the meantime. See what you think. But it's going to be good, friends. This is your year, the year of the Victory Gardens, big or small, doesn't matter. Just taking that first step to grow some food It's going to feel really, really good. So stay tuned. I can't wait to dive into all of this amazing information with you. Now, in the meantime, if you'd like to stay in touch, you can follow me over on Instagram at the Prairie Homestead, or if you're skipping social media these days, I totally understand that. You can join me over on my email list just by going and grabbing that layout. It'll put you on the list and I usually send an email on Wednesdays. I won't flood your inbox. It should be good. So we will talk again on the next episode. Thanks for being here and happy homesteading.